Good morning and welcome to The Wine Show on Inner FM. On the phone now, we have Andrew Roper from Wine to the Stars. Good morning, Andrew. G'day, how are you? Yeah, I'm really well. Uh, now, I, we've, we chatted before, obviously, we're in the wine industry, we knock into each other, yep. but I was having a look on Instagram, as I do. I'm, I'm not a millennial, but I still use it. <laughs> um, and I saw you had quite a fantastic bottle that was shared on your site, but also on um, Penfolds itself. What have you got? Um, yeah, I've got this. Um, I've got this bottle that was handed down to me um, from my father, who was a friend of Max Schubert, the um, originator of Grange. And um, yeah, he, uh, my father died. I uh, passed away um, a couple of uh, three years ago now, and he always had this uh, had this bottle in his cellar, uh, quite a big cellar he had of uh, rare Australian wines, um, and uh, this tiny bottle which I I used to see all the time and. Never really got to see it. You know, he kind of hit it. Um, and then, uh, yeah, it, it's a 1953 Grange Hermitage, but it's um, it's a um, 375ml bottle. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's a handwritten label with um, uh, with Max's, uh, Max's handwriting on it and uh, just got Grange Herm on it. Hmm. Not a, not a big deal at that stage. <laughs> no, no. Didn't even finish the word hermitage. Yeah. Um, and, so, yeah. And so it came to life because you took it to a re-corking clinic? Yeah, yeah. I, look, I knew, I knew about it because um, I'm, I, I, deal with, I deal with fine wine uh, throughout my life anyway. So, um, yeah, it's kind of, uh, kind of just, uh, I thought one day... I'll just take it along and uh, just let Penfolds have a look at it and while they're recorking clinics. And I did that this uh, last year. And uh, Peter Gago kind of dropped everything and and uh, came running over and said, "What have we got here?" And uh, I said, "Well, this is uh, this is a this is a bottle which it's just got handwriting on it, so it didn't have any real official." Um, on the label didn't have an official Penfolds Wine Proprietary Limited which they had on those days um, but the bottle itself has got the raised embossed Penfolds on it and it's uh-huh. got this um, it's got this uh, duck egg blue capsule which is a giveaway that um, you know that was the only wine that they, they put this duck egg blue capsule on yeah so there's no question of authenticity, obviously. No, no, none at all. And when he saw it, and he, he actually recognised the writing as well, and he said, "This is uh, this is a," I think his words were a, a missing piece to the Penfolds jigsaw. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. And yeah, did they open it? Um, yeah, they did actually. They I, they asked me. They said, "Well, what do you want to do with it? Do you want to?" Um, you know, there's two ways you can do this. There's always a, there's always a risk with with the uh, recorking clinic in that if you have your wine opened um, and it's not good, uh, they they don't do anything with it. They um, you know they just basically say, well look, there it is, and pour it out, and you've got a bottle. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, they tried it, and it was um, yeah, it was quite good actually. So um, it lasted all this time, and so they recorked it for us and. Um, and there we are. I'm looking at it right now in my, in my in my cellar. Did you have a little taste as well? I did. I did. Yeah, they gave um, they gave you a taste of it as well. So um, yeah, what, do you, what do you think? It, oh, look, it was it was um, it was absolutely br- brilliant. It was just full of body. Um, so um, 
is a little bit a uh, little bit gravelly and and um, you know, old as you'd expect, but um, but it was it was absolutely drinkable. Mm. Yeah, well, I mean that's a huge testament to the wine. What is it, sixty six years old in a half bottle? There's, yeah, there wouldn't be yeah. many wines that last that long and still be a drink. Absolutely, absolutely. And yeah. did they top it up, or did they just take? No, it No, they topped it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is uh, which is great. Excellent. Mm. And now the big question is, what are you going to do with it? Well, this is another thing. It poses a big a big question in that, um, you know, do you keep it because it has some has definitely some sentimental value. Um, you know where it's come from, and I know the provenance of it, and um, it's pretty damn good actually. So. Um, yeah, what do you do? Do you keep it or do you, uh, do you auction it? I mean, depends on your financial situation to some people. But, um, you know, I get advice all the time by friends that know I've got it and they're saying, ah, oh, you know, you should sell it and invest in something. And I go, well, all I'm going to do is invest in more wine, so I might as well keep <laughs> the damn thing, you know? <laughs> it's, a funny, it's a funny balance, isn't it? Because it at some point, wines become too valuable to drink in people's That's minds. Right. That's and right. I actually did a stock swap with a customer who had some Grange, some 98 Grange. Yep. Yep. He just said, I can't open two bottles. I'd rather open two dozen. Right. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And, yeah. Um, yeah. But you must be curious as to, like, sitting down, having a meal and drinking the 53. Yourself. Oh, ab- absolutely. I mean, look, I'm, again, I'm, I'm, um, I'm of the opinion, of, I think I've answered my own question on it, is um, I think if you, had, uh, if you had six weeks to live or... or or whatever, you'd kind of go, oh, okay, I'm going to open this, enjoy it. So I think um, I think that's it, really. Have you thought about how you do it? You know, where you take it or what food yeah, you serve I with think it? Yeah, I think I'd, um, you know, if my wife's, if my wife's with me then, and uh, or or if, uh, you know, a good good friend that, that appreciates wine, and uh, it's a bucket list wine, I suppose. So you kind of go, and you've only got half a bottle, so you haven't got much of it. <laughs> so you, you might as well... Uh, Sit down with your friends and you know gather them around and have a have a thimble for each. <laughs> yeah, well, that's the other thing. How many people? That's yeah, um, exactly. I think you've got to have two. I think it's made for two. Two. Yeah. yeah. One yeah. or two. <laughs> yeah, yeah. One or two. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, exactly. I did talk hear about talk about that. I um, uh, uh, Paul Stanley is one of my clients and, uh, from Kiss, and and he he knows I've got it, and he said to me, he said, look, he said they're doing their last world tour this year, and. Um, um, he wants to. He, he's going to put some pressure on me to open them that tour. Yeah. <sighs> but then there's obviously it's going to be more than two people drinking that if uh, if you've got a tour of um, a world class band like that. Surely. Uh, no, no, just Paul and me. We, <laughs> we've um, I've looked after Paul for you know uh, fifteen, sixteen years now with wine, and he's become a really good friend. And um, you know, so it'd just be me and him, I suppose. Yeah, but I'd want I'd want plenty of photos, you know. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, that that kind of leads us into the next um, thing we're going to talk about, which is wine to the stars, which is your yeah. business. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You tell business. us a little bit about what you do there. Um, I just um, it's just a just something I've been doing for years. I've um, my father my father owned a wine auction business and um, for many years. And me growing up, I was I was kind of um, involved in in that business for him uh, with him and. Um, he uh, in the UK and he, he looked after a lot of celebrities. I used to come to him for for wine advice and you know the, and uh, do their riders for them as well and and, um, and also their dinner parties and their mansions in London. And, 
and basically um, you know the likes of Freddie Mercury, the likes of Elton John, and um, Richard Branson when he was when he was starting up his well he had his Virgin Record Empire going then. Um, so I I got to know these people as well, being um, being the son of this auctioneer and. Um, and uh, basically, one thing led to another. I just, I just took over when, when Dad sold the business. I just took over and looked after these people. So it's been, it's been my blood for the last, you know, twenty five years basically. What I've been doing. That's amazing. Was this? Yeah. Did this start over in London or was this in Australia? Yeah, basically in, in the UK. But then, um, but then, um, you know, moved when I came back to Australia because we we're born in Australia. But um, came back in nineteen eighty seven, eighty eight, and. Um, I just carried it on from there. I just I worked in the transport industry for a while, and and uh, so got a bit of logistics work there, and and then um, in Adelaide, and then uh, yeah, got to know the the wine the wine companies, and um, and then came to Melbourne, and uh, dad uh, dad and me started an auction house here in Melbourne as well, and uh, which is now called MW Wines. Ah, oh, fantastic. Yeah, yeah, that was uh, used to be called RNG Wines, which was Roper Maxted Group. And we were at um, there was only one competition really. There was Langtons and us, and um, we had um, we had uh, pretty angry Langtons actually when we started up because we undercut his his high percentage commission <laughs> percentage, and uh, <laughs> we had a we had a ten percent ten percent buyers and. Uh, buyers and sellers premium and uh, it worked really well and before you know it you know, half his business came over to ours um, well that's competition isn't it <laughs> yeah well that's right I mean it's a simple thing really is cut the cut the commission when you when you're in an auction and this would have been back in the days where they were live auctions no doubt yeah well they were all live auctions yeah. and um, and they were the best times actually they um, Langtons had some great live auctions you know but they they were the Rolls Royce and we were the uh, I don't know. We were the, the mini miner, I suppose, but um, we we operated out of a, a, a warehouse operation in Dawson Street in Brunswick, and um, key storage for those listeners who, who used to bath there. I remember him. He's uh, he's a mad Tiger supporter. He used to get up there and sing the Tiger's song every every uh, auction, and, <laughs> <laughs> and used to uh, threaten threaten the uh, Essendon, Essendon fans that, uh, you know, he wouldn't accept their bids and have, have a bit of fun, you know. Um, and uh, it was quite good. We um, we actually then got the um, world record for, for a 51 Grange. I remember a funny story. I was um, I was doing the auction with him and uh, I used to bring out the, the top the top Granges or the top wines of the, of the night. And... Uh, yeah, it was hilarious because uh, ABC were there. They knew that we were having this this auction. I think Channel Nine were there too. They were filming it, and uh, I walked out the back with the uh, with the with the bottle of Fifty One in my hand, and I had there were these these uh, ABC cameramen following me, and I actually tripped on a cord oh. as I was holding the, the actual bottle. I was I was bringing it up. You know, one of the guys ran in front of me, and I tripped on tripped on his cord. Unfortunately, I, I uh, you know myself in front of the bottle that that just like you couldn't write stories like that no 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 it was quite it was quite hilarious actually everyone just everyone just went, ah yeah, yeah in front of in front of a live studio audience yeah, <laughs> he's, yeah, he's there, andrew there, throwing a bottle of grange there would have been, there would have been 150 <laughs> people there too watching it was like wow can you remember what the result back, was at the time yeah i think it was uh 20 
28,000 or 26,000. Yeah. 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 It was around that mark. But it was um, that was reported all over the world too. That was, <laughs> um, you know, a blind spectator and, and uh, all, the, all the media... All the media picked it up, which was quite an interesting story. Picked up the sale or the fact that you almost... I picked uh, up, reported... Yeah. No, 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 <laughs> just the sale. Just sale, but, um, but it was... Uh, going back to that uh, quickly, it was... Um, that's one thing that's passionate about me still. Um, Dad used to say to me, Andrew, he said, that all, this, all the auctions in Australia have gone online. And I'm uh, not sure everyone's, everyone's doing it, but... Um, at the end of the day, the live auction was a, was a real event. Um, it was a it was a social event. It was a, it was a chance to mix with um, with people that love wine, uh, talk about it, have a good night, bid, and um, walk away that night with your wine. You know, you you'd be able to go and see it a couple of days before and check the wines you wanted to bid on and the levels and you know physically see it. There's nothing there's nothing better than physically seeing something that you want to you want to buy. Yeah, absolutely. And was it, I mean, was it a, a tasting as well? Would you put on yeah, a show in that yeah, way? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We put a tasting on that night at the auction, um, and uh, uh, you know we'd have a feature winery um, that would come in and and put their wines up. And um, Dad's famous barbecue they'd have out the out the front of the the, uh, the place. And it was a real it was a real working class auction, which which. Um, you know, when Dad just before Dad died, he said to me, he said, um, you know, he said, you got to get that live wine auction going again, Andrew. He said that was that was something that's you know, something missing in the in the Australian wine scene. You know? So, so it's something I've been planning for a while to do. Um, you know, it's it's something I think I'll bring back and we'll do a monthly wine auction, live wine auction somewhere in Melbourne. Yeah, for sure. That sounds amazing. Yeah. How far into the planning are you? Um, well, I've tried it out a couple of times actually at um, at a uh, upstairs at a, a venue called the Boozy Rouge in Richmond, yeah. um, which is my favourite haunt because it's literally around the corner and I can stumble home if I need to. <laughs> um, but it's um, it's a place I bring I bring the rock stars I look after to as well for for their dinners after show or, or you know on their days off or whatever. And uh, we did a we did a. Um, uh, dinner there the other the other month with uh, Def Leppard we took them there and had a great time and I bought the Eagles there and you know Kiss there of course and a couple of other people so so we've had some fun there so I'm, I'm thinking of upstairs it it fits about fifty or sixty people but I mean I want to I want to build it slowly and and and, um, and 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 get it going yeah. Oh, I think there's definitely a call for that. Uh, yeah. A live auction is fun and it's exciting and. Um, you can tie it in with some nice food and some nice wine. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. no brainer. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's what you do, and, and it's retro, I know. But um, you know, things retro are good these days. I think they're, they're not. Uh, you know, vinyl's coming back, so why can't a live wine option come back? Yeah? Well, yeah, and you've got now MW and Langton to get angry at you for uh, starting. Oh up. yeah, well, <laughs> well, I will. I'll, I'll initially go in there and just have a couple of their teas. You know, I'll just go right there. You go. <laughs> they can. Uh, they can all. Choking their, choking their corks. Um, uh, yeah. Well, you'll have to absolutely let us know when the next yeah. one is, when it's ready to go. And I will. Yeah, I we'll will. Um, have a chat about it and obviously what you've got. So, yeah, yeah that sounds yeah, great. Definitely. It could um, be a good thing, actually. I do. You know, I could give you a monthly update or whatever on, on what, what the Star Wines went for and what we've got coming up or whatever. Yeah, mm. for sure. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Mm. I love it.
Um, and so you've uh, you've suddenly name dropped quite a few famous uh, mm. bands in your uh-huh. time. You yeah. um you look after some amazing people. It's oh, look, it's fun. Yeah. yeah. Uh, is it fun or is it hard work? Oh, it's hard work. Look, you've caught me at a um, I'm I'm pretty I'm pretty tired now actually because I've just come back from one from Hastings yesterday. I looked after friends of mine with the Hoodoo Gurus. Yeah. Um, and. Uh, we had some real fun with them last night until, uh, you know, after the show and stuff like that. I, I set up this, um, for festivals, I'll set up a backstage cellar door, I call it, which is, um, I look after the artists, basically, in a private private space that they're in, that they relax in. I set up a lounge area for them, and um, and we taste, we taste the wines of what state they're in. So, yeah. you know, they might start in Perth or, or Adelaide, or, well, they don't often go to Adelaide, but... Um, Melbourne, Melbourne in particular, because I'm here. But um, I'll taste Victorian wines here, and we'll um, same in Victoria. So, uh, sorry, same in New South Wales and and, and elsewhere. But um, it's like a movable, um, as I said on 3AW the other the other week. Um, it's a, like a movable feast of, of wine, and it was quite um, yeah, it's quite good. The the artists love it, and uh, they all they all look forward to. Being on the road and, and they put me on their ride to look after their wines through, so yeah, it's good. So last night was last night was um, Hoodoo Gurus. It was real Australian, but uh, it was fantastic. Uh, UMI, um, you know, Tim there from UMI. He's a big drinker. Uh, es- <laughs> Eskimo Joe, Super Jesus, British India, and Getaway Plan. You know, so they roll out some some good Aussie good Aussie bands there. Yeah. And um, so you get paid to follow around live music and have a chat to yeah. them after the shows. Yeah, basically. Yeah, it's the best best job in the world, I believe. Yeah. And you get to enjoy good wine while you do it. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So is it all Australian wine that you do? Yeah, it is, unless uh, I'm on a tour. Some of the tours pick me up and they, they take me with them, but um, we'll go to New Zealand. In that case, I've got a, I've got a New Zealand focus. Um, so I kind of stick Australia, Australia and New Zealand, really. Yeah. So I'm a real, a real uh, banner for for these, especially the international acts. I mean, the the Australian ones like last night, um, I mean, they're all kind of homegrown, so they know they know our wines pretty well. Um, but the international ones is where my real value is because yeah. I, I introduced these, you know, high-flying celebrities to, to some great wines and they, hopefully, uh, the aim is that they post it on their social media to their many millions of followers, you know, and... Um, and then uh, that will benefit the industry in whole, you know. Um, and yeah. do you um, do you sell wine to mere mortals, or is this just yeah. you? Yeah. I well, only friends. I don't. I don't have a. Um, you know, I don't have a forum of of promotion or, or, or sales to the public at all. But yeah. I, um, you know, I've got a I've got a group of friends, especially in the entertainment world, that based here in Australia that buy off me, like you know, Mister Gadensky and other people like that. So. So they'll, um, yeah, they, they trust my judgment on mine and, and we'll, um, you know, we'll look after them for sure, you know. But, uh, but yeah, very privately, it's not, um, as I say, it's not, it's not really something I've, I've done for the public. You know, I haven't got a, haven't got a web, a web shop or anything like that. And I, I'm just curious, how do you find new clients or do they find you if you're... They find, well, it's reputation. I've been yep. doing this, as I say, for 20, 20 odd years and, and it's like, yeah, reputation in the industry, and it's you find with uh, with band managers, especially the international acts, um, a lot of them work for other other acts, so they're not just you know 
and not just on one. Um, for instance, you know, for example, the Taylor Swift manager will be in, will be working with Coldplay or with um, whatever. So I'll be, you know, he'll he'll make sure that I bring the, I've got the wine for the boys or, or whoever it is on he's bringing out on tour. So it might be might be five or six bands he's he's in his um, in his portfolio. You know, so. Mm. I sound absolutely amazing. So, yeah. Um, yeah. look, I've got to run. I have yeah, a ton more right. questions, but... <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, I've got a lot, lot of stories, as you can imagine. I, I bet, yeah. yeah. I um, yeah. was slightly yeah. nervous to hear them, but I'm sure... No, that's, that's right. That's <laughs> right. insane. Yeah. Uh, so I think probably uh, what we need to do is get back in touch with you at some point when you've sure. got some live auctions ready, and sure. we can yeah. all join you and um, yeah. have good wine yeah. and bid on, some, bid on some wine in a, well, a very open forum. Let's do it, and um, you know, I'll just uh, yeah, everyone, stay tuned. I'll, I'll make sure that um, you know through you, I'm, I'm, I'll make you all aware, and, and we can um, you know we can bring back bring back something really good. Absolutely, great. Thank you right. so much, Andrew. Um, we'll chat to you again shortly. Good on you, mate. Rock on. That was Andrew Roper from Wine to the Stars, and also uh, at some point doing some live wine auctions in Melbourne, which sounds amazing.